morning, dear listener. You're welcome to NASCO Moments. How many times have you washed your hands today? Remember, always stay safe. I am your host, Hudun Yang. On the show today, we will discuss critical factors to stimulate interest and empower young people to partake in the agriculture value chain profitably and sustainably. It is no longer news that Nigeria has a youth unemployment problem. Statistics indicate nearly a quarter of the population is out of work and 20% is underemployed. Faced with this daunting youth employment challenge, governments are increasingly promoting youth entrepreneurship as a way to expand employment and earning opportunities. The agricultural sector has, for instance, been identified to have the potential for creating quality jobs for young persons. However, investing and building capabilities in the agricultural value chain, such as production, processing, preservation and other handling processes, as well as packaging and marketing, have remained largely underexploited. On your favorite NASCO Moments radio show this Saturday, we will be discussing critical factors to stimulate interest and empower young people to partake in the agriculture value chain profitably and sustainably. Our guest is Mr. Samson Ishaku Bugama, Managing Director, AgriKeys Services Limited. Mr. Bugama, you're welcome to the show. Thank you. Listener, we shall be right back. Ever since I discovered the secret of Brightex white detergent, my clothes come fresh, bright and clean always. It's mild on clothes and good for my washing machine. Thank you, Brightex. Brightex detergent cleans dip stains and dirt from your clothes, keeping it fresh and bright so your clothes don't fade. It lasts longer. Brightex white detergent, a quality product from NASCO. Take the Brightex advantage today and keep your clothes fresh, bright and clean. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex, for the brightest wash. You're welcome back. This is NASCO Moments. I'm Hudun Gang, and we're talking about critical factors to stimulate interest and empower young people to partake in the agriculture value chain profitably and sustainably. And we have as guest Mr. Samson Ishaku Pugama, Managing Director, AgriKey Services Limited. So let's start this conversation. Now, when we say the agriculture value chain, what do we mean by that? Okay, the agricultural value chain um, comprises of um, the, the actions and the actors that are that interplay from the time that um, inputs are taught about, you know, um, for agriculture right to the time it gets to the consumer. So the different bit of actions um, and then the actors that's play in those plays in that space um, from, from the input stage right until it gets to the customer. That defines the agricultural value chain um, for every particular enterprise um, in the agricultural space. Okay. Now, um, in which specific areas do you think the youth can be engaged in the agricultural value chain? Yeah, so um, most of the times when people think about agriculture, they think about um going to the farm and all that it takes to go to the farm. Um, but when any person gets involved from right from the impute stage, supplying impute, you know, going to the farm, um, post-harvest handling, you know, processing, right up to even the transportation 
of um, agricultural um, um, goods. It's, the person is partaking in the, in the agricultural value chain. So every one of it, you know, um, has so much that people can explore, the youth can explore. People think about agriculture only about just going to put, take the whole, the cut glass, and do and do um, um, farming. But uh, agriculture is more than that. It's been involved from the beginning of, of um, agriculture and to the other. And then one key thing that I, I would like to talk about is the specification. You know, that people need to be able to um, get a coverage for themselves around a particular um, portion on the value chain and become experts at it. Okay, so since um, the young person is probably not interested in going to the farm and planting and harvesting and weeding and all of that, um, which part of the chain would you say would be more attractive to them? Well, I think everything has to be attractive because if somebody does not produce, uh, there won't be anybody to process, you know. Um, but I think that a good spread of it will be good. Um, I think even the drudgery in agriculture is is reduced now um, because of mechanization and um, simplification of processes. You know, uh, so I feel that the moment we are able to to um, carve a niche for ourselves from within this, I tell you that even in farming, there are people who have um, carved a niche for themselves in tractorization. That's all they do, you know, and they are contributing hugely to to massively to, to agricultural production. So I believe that um, every part of it can, can become um, wonderful for any youth to look at. You know, okay, so in terms of capacity now, how can we build the capacity of young people to participate in the agricultural value chain? Well, I think trainings, I always like to talk about trainings and um, also to be able to expose them to um, the possibilities that are there because uh, most of the times when people think, talk about farming they just like I keep saying they just think about when they think about agriculture they just think about farming you know going there and all of the trouble there but when we when we open up the whole value chain for them to see and then he knows that even handling you know transporting from the farm to the farm gate where it gets to um, the first level processor if somebody taps a niche for himself within that, uh, he can he can can make big business out of it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, now, um, what, in your view, are some of the factors that have hindered the youth from active participation in all of these aspects of value chain? Okay, well, I think um, many of them are involved in it in one way or the other, but they do not see it as a business that that um, they need to be able to. Um, build a life around okay so if you look around there are people who will just say somebody would say in abuja oh give me potatoes i like potatoes from just and they take it take it to the park and they package it for the person to go there and the person sends money to them but they do not understand that if they continue in that value chain and they continue to build capacity they can become rich through that they can make a business out of that you know so a lot of people are involved in it in one way or the other sometimes in processing you know, um, but they do not see it like a business. So I think some kind of enlightenment needs to happen and then um, create more opportunities for them to be able to see, you know, because once people don't see, um, they hardly will make anything out of it. 
it will just be something they do um, part-time or pastime um, um, and not think about creating a business. Maybe they've not been able to, you know, see anyone who is doing the business that they can follow or, you know, that they can learn from. So, um, where can they learn? Where, who will help them to see? Yeah, so, um, I think this is where mentoring comes in. You know, I believe that mentoring comes in. For them to be able to see somebody who is doing very well, sometimes volunteer, you know, to, to come say, hey, I want to understand what you're doing. I have people who have come to me and would say, hey, I, I think I like what you guys are doing. Can I can I just volunteer? And today they are some of my key staff, you know, and some of them are also have always also learned the process, you know, through that. So I would encourage young people to, I mean, come out of their shell, look around their environment and see people who are doing these things and come to say, hey, can I, can I just learn through this process? And um, for most people uh, who have very good hearts, they'll just be willing to, to share that knowledge without even asking for anything. And I think uh, people need to be able to, and you know, in mentoring, most of the times it's um, people need to be able to get up and see somebody who is doing what you're doing, what, what you want to do and walk up. It's very difficult. Sometimes the people who are doing what they're doing, they're too busy for them to look around to say they, they want to come along with somebody. Well, in, in, every ca- in any case, they even have too many people around them that are coming along, along with them. So I think um, it's the work of those who um, really want to get involved in that, to look around and see people who are Now, to what extent will you say that there is an enabling environment that has been developed for young persons to participate in agribusiness? Yeah, so uh, I think that um, the environment in itself doesn't offer anything to anybody. You know, you just have to get up and um, and um, um, you know cut through the woods yourself. You know, but I it's it's at this juncture I would like to call on government to look at the possibility of starting institutes. You know, um, simple institutes that people can go there in two weeks. They learn how to do some things. And then they are merged with mentors, you know, maybe people who have gone through the institute, you know, and are doing well, or people who, I mean, government has seen from within, because government can't provide everything, but they can create that enabling environment. And so set an institute, maybe a poultry institute, small immunity institute, maybe a large immunity institute, you know, and get people from the different local governments, say in Puerto State, come in, learn for a particular period, and, and, I mean, give them some kind of small starter kits and then join them with people who they need to learn from, you know, and then also give them access to markets. There are people who are looking for products from these places and once they give them access to markets, it becomes very easy for um, those people to, to go up the ladder, you know, um, even learning all the things they learn from those people. So I think they can create those kind of um, enabling environments um, to be able to uh, create synergy between between people who want to learn and people who have much to do. What about marketing as part of the value chain? Has it been exploited properly? Yeah, so it, it has been, but uh, informally. You know, it has been, but informally. Somehow, um, the potatoes from Barkinladi gets to you somehow. You know, um, but I, I think that uh, that part of marketing um, needs to be needs to be to be formally put in place. I think people need to be able to 
understand that I need to get to where it is and let the people who don't know. So they can use social media, you know. Uh, there's a lady who came to me, you know, and was asking how does she get what, how does she do something around the value chain? And I said, to her, you have social media, you have friends who are around the country. Go around to the markets, you know, snap pictures and tell these women in the market, I can sell and get a margin for what you're selling. And you get people who are looking for orders and you take off from these people and send it. You know, your money is not within anywhere. But because of the marketing and the skills that you have, you know, to be able to sort, you know, take good pictures and put them online and get people to be able to. So you can create carve a niche for yourself. And she began to do that. And now she's she's taking potatoes and onions from Joss to Gombe to Lagos and all of that and making all of the margins. And she is a teacher. One of those days she came to me and said she wants to resign from teaching. I told her, no, don't do that, you know, um, until you have created a very uh, strong business out of marketing. Mm -hmm. So I think that is something that young people can look at, you know, um, and then make it a bit more formal, you know, to say, because the simple information we give, oh, potatoes from Barakimadi is very good, you know, tomatoes from this place is very good. You can, you can create a market around that. Mm -hmm. All yes. right, that's interesting. Uh, listener, it is the NASCO Moments radio show. Um, we're not done yet. Please join us again after this. Ah, ah, Mama Shakara. Eh? This your shabby still is shining. <laughs> and now don't fit. How manage? Ah, my sister. Now, Brightex white detergent, oh. Brightex detergent, not the fade cloth at all at all. And if they wash clothes clean, well, well, it gets power to come out all the nyama nyama stain and dirty no matter how it be. You not go chop and soap? No, you know the chop and oh. I need good for washing machine too. Eh? Hmm. Mama Shakara. Me too now. Bright text detergent I go to use to wash all my clothes now. So that I go to shine, shine and scent, scent and make Shakara like you so. <laughs> Brightex White Detergent. A quality product from NASCO. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex. For the brightest wash. Welcome back, listener. My name is Udun Gyang, and this is NASCO Moments. We are talking about critical factors to stimulate interest and empower young people to partake in the agriculture value chain profitably and sustainably. Our guest today is Mr. Samson Ishakubugama, Managing Director, AgriKey Services Limited. So let's continue this conversation. Still coming back to government right now. What, what are some of the specific policies or programs that they have put in place to enable the youth to participate in agribusiness generally. Okay, so I think um, over the years, part of the things that the government has done, you know, and um, it's something I have been talking about and, uh, and crying about, it's like they have concentrated their efforts in farming, you know, and not concentrating on the full value chain and developing it. I, I give you an example. If you have a car, you don't concentrate only on the engine. As much as the engine is the major thing in the car, you know, but you have tires, you have lights, you have the electrical system and all of that. You cannot ignore the electrical system and think that you can have a functional car, you know, or you cannot ignore the tires, you know, the pressure gauge on your on your dashboard and think that you, you're going to have a good car, you know. So, I think that government needs to spread their 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 focus, you know, to the whole of the value chain. Um, I remember the past governments have tried to bring in, you know, the growth enhancement scheme that looks at around the whole value chain, you know. But just take their eyes a bit away from farming, 
the core farming and look at developing some other other places. You know, I believe that if they draw processing, if processing becomes better, it will draw the market. You know, by demand, it will create demand, and then you will notice that the farmers will will farm profitably, and then the people who take it, the consumers are there. We have we have the the, the, the population that is that is that is um, 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 able to take out whatever we process and then be able to export. Several of these African countries will take anything from Nigeria as coming from a foreign country. You know, so I believe that when we look at the other parts of the value chain and develop them and government throws their 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 strength around those places, you understand, create intervention funds that will be easy to access, like they have done for some other places. Well, kudos to them. Some of the intervention funds, you know, that that um, are there for agriculture can cover you know, a wide part of the value chain. But I think that the emphasis on farming itself, you know, has to also um, um, uh, spread to other parts of the value chain. Okay, what would be the consequence of, you know, not um, building or increasing the capacity of the value chain? What will happen at the end of the day to the farmer? So, naturally, naturally, to create more demand. Okay, so if you have more cottage industries around just um, that processes that that makes uh, potato chips, for example, naturally they will begin to increase the the demand for potatoes. Our potatoes here, mm-hmm. and then the, you have more off takers that will take that, and so it will make the farmers farm more and make more money. Okay. Listen, so naturally that. Okay, so if you don't have that, then uh, the farmer doesn't grow. Doesn't grow. Yeah. Now, access to finance has always been a major factor in any meaningful agricultural undertaking. So, how can young people access funding to enable them partake in this value chain that we have established is very important. So, they want to take advantage of the value chain. Where can they get funding? So, the first thing to do is to structure a business. Okay, structure a business around the part of the value chain that you feel drawn to, you know. And the moment you structure a business around that, creates cash flows, creates, creates, um, make it look like a growing entity. You understand? Then you can approach your bank. You know, most people go to the bank without creating that business. So they just come in and say, oh, there are funds that are there for um, agriculture. Oh, there's a, the commercial agricultural credit. There is also the MSMEDF, you know, and all of that. And they just go there. And by the time the bank wants to do their, their, their background checks and all of that, there's no business anywhere for anybody to see. And so it becomes very difficult. So the first thing to do is to structure a business around the things that they do. Is it processing? Is it is it handling? You know, be able to create something. Do some government, so do some registrations with CAC. You know, let that entity exist, you know, that the bank can relate with. Then they can walk up to their bank and clearly show that, oh, I am doing this level of business. And then the bank can say, okay, so can we take you to the next level of business? And then there they can get from it. Mm, this has been a very enlightening conversation indeed. Mr. Samson Ishakupugama, thank you very much for your time on NASCO Moments today. All right, listener, I hope uh, you have been educated on the critical factors to stimulate interest and empower young people to partake in the agriculture value chain profitably and sustainably. But we have to end the show here. Remember to follow NASCO's social media handles for very exciting information. Visit www.facebook.com slash group. You are also encouraged 
to send your feedback on any aspect of the NASCO Moments radio show to the email info at nasco.net or by text through the dedicated care line 0805-774-7777. Now, the NASCO Moments trivia question for this week is, What entities is the African Development Bank AFDB Group comprised of? Send the correct answer via text to 0805-774-7777 and include your full name and exact location. On last week's trivia, we asked you to tell us the name of a non-cancerous growth in the uterus that can develop during a woman's childbearing years. The answer is fibroids and our winners are Joseph Jerry Excellent from Mungu and Samuel Ija from Busabuji. We'll call you and tell you how to claim your NASCO gift baskets. Congratulations. The NASCO Moments radio talk show has been brought to you by NASCO Group. It was created by Unimark Limited Marketing Communications Consultants, Executive Producers, NASCO Marketing Department, Producer Harun Audu, Research and Contents Development, George Palm and Harun Audu, Production Coordinator, Solomon Audu, Deborah Kaladima and Alex Ruben. Please stay safe. Join us again next time. Always wash your hands, wear your face mask, practice social distancing, and carry your hand sanitizer with you. My name is Hudun Gyan and this is NASCO Moments. <laughs>